It's John, a cut above horror review, episode number 74. We are wrapping up Thanksgiving season with a Thanksgiving horror movie. Thank you guys so much, and I hope everybody had a very happy Thanksgiving. We're talking about Blood Rage from 1987. Yes, very uh, Thanksgiving-centric. So kick back, relax, enjoy episode 74 of a cut above horror review, Blood Rage from 1987 you're gonna hear it many times it's not cranberry sauce cut my life into pieces good evening and welcome to a cut above horror review a podcast where we review all things horror I'm your host, Jacqueline, and tonight we'll be discussing the film Blood Rage from 1987. But first, let's meet everyone else on the show. First up, it's Hydraberg. What's going on, Hydraberg? What's going on, guys? How you doing? Happy Thanksgiving, week? belated. How was your Thanksgiving? Uh, not bad. Yeah? Yeah. Have some good food? I didn't actually, I didn't have turkey this year. What? Did you have cranberry sauce? Mmm. I'm... I'm actually not a fan of cranberry sauce. What? Yeah. What did, well, what did you have? <laughs> I had I had I didn't really eat a traditional di- dinner that night, but I had something the next day and I had a nice slice of pumpkin pie. So that was enough. I didn't really That's... do a family thing this year. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I'm glad you had some pie. That's I did. That's really the most important thing. I think that's far more important than turkey. But that's yeah. just me. I mean, you can have turkey anytime, but only some <laughs> of those pies are only getting cooked around. That's I mean, pumpkin pie is like specifically around this time right it's true and next up we got john what's going on john hello jacqueline did you have a nice thanksgiving i did how was yours it was good yeah i had the traditional uh, meal and hydroberg i'm with you bro it's um pumpkin pie is a necessity this time of year it it mm-hmm. you have to have it and mm-hmm. i'm with you i'm not a cranberry sauce fan because it's yeah. not cranberry sauce oh <laughs> it's not no it is not as we apparently that's what we learned week. from this movie that is the I'm, lesson I'm, to be learned i'm not uh i'm not like the biggest like pumpkin spice guy as soon as you know the leaves hit the ground in the fall but i am a basic bitch when it comes to pumpkin pie so. i love pumpkin pie man it's, i think it's, it's it fantastic. can't be beat but but i don't i don't crave it throughout the year it's not like you see a pumpkin pie at the store and you're like i need that it's more this time of year where you go absolutely now question what do you do you guys like to pair anything with your pumpkin pie like say whipped cream or whipped whatever? cream not ice cream what about you i'm plain i i, I mean whipped okay. cream maybe but i just i, I kind of like the taste of it i did you know it's kind of a weird consistency but I, I don't mind ice cream but i do think ice cream goes better with say like an apple pie agreed Mm-hmm. You need it. Or even like a blackberry cobbler. Yeah, I agree. Yeah, it's got to be so hot and then bean. just have that ice cream melt on it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. You just hungry. Plain like vanilla, I think that helps like clear the palate a little bit and brings up the yeah. flavor of the pie. I think. Mm-hmm. Welcome to pie mm-hmm. talk. Yeah, <laughs> we 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 often seem to devolve into food discussions. Yeah, nothing but, wrong with that. Yeah. Uh, Well, I'm glad that you fellas had a good Thanksgiving, but I'm also glad that we're extending the Thanksgiving season a little bit by talking about Blood Rage tonight. You guys uh, excited to get into it? Oh, very much so. Yeah, I think I think extending it and in without like divulging anything, but I think you know Thanksgiving is such a it's such a like a small part of our culture 
and and a holiday that's just really kind of looked over until the day because it's like it goes from uh halloween to the holidays you know kind of mm-hmm. skipped over for like a for speed bump on our way to christmas sometimes yeah that's, that's like christmas feel, starts yeah. when thanks when halloween's over yeah yeah and then we pause for a second to do thanksgiving and then we go back to christmas stuff. yeah exactly right you know i'm surprised that nobody's made a slasher called black friday like with some yeah. kind of like horrific scene that takes place during the you know at a mall or something or like somebody's killing shoppers well it has <laughs> to be like all like digital because you know the we had Cyber Monday today, so oh, Cyber fun. Monday, it's like a ghost in the machine. And yes, like, yeah. Know, it's te- technologically to Black driven. Makes your eyeballs burst you when you're shopping for deals. <laughs> or seven days after you place your order, you mysteriously die, and all your packages yeah. get stolen. Somebody they call Jason Blum because we got an idea right here. <laughs> it's I true. Think it's, I think his name's Jason Blumkin. <laughs> oh my god. Uh, well, but Black Friday is a better title than Cyber Monday. Yeah. Somebody Cyber should make Monday a porno the... called Cyber Monday. Where like the killer of Black Friday dies. I'm he looked. dies in, in the electronics department and then his soul goes into one of the, uh, I don't know. Kind of like Chucky, the Chucky yeah. remake. Yeah, that, that movie's actually called <laughs> Cyber like a... Hump Monday. Yeah, he's in a <laughs> vibrator. So oh. That's what I'm buying on Black Friday. <laughs> <laughs> a <new> vibrator. <laughs> I had to make it as clean as possible. I'm sorry. Okay. I don't know why. <laughs> well, we're maybe we should according maybe... to iTunes. Uh, yeah, iTunes might take issue if they ever actually they don't listen. say that too loud. We don't want our overlords to hear that. <laughs> Cyber Fuck Monday. Well, Hydroberg, if I understand correctly, you uh, had some extracurricular activities going on this week in the podcast world. Is that right? I did. I did. I um. Uh, straight chilling covered uh, my my Patreon pick uh, aliens, and I Ooh. got to call in and leave my review. And I also wrote a reach around that they used for their uh, synopsis. So that's awesome. Chef's kiss on that. I heard it. It was brilliant. It. Well done on that. Thank you. And, I'm sure uh, Bob was glad that you took like one of his tasks off his plate. Oh yeah, they mentioned it. They're like, oh Bob, you're so lazy this week. <laughs> and uh, I also a uh, friend of the show, G Baby from Waxing the Porpoise, uh, invited me on his show for the first time to. Uh, guest host and review a film we reviewed uh fallen with denzel washington oh my god i cannot wait to listen to this is it out yet or is it still it yeah this week i think he drops okay. on wednesdays or thursdays mm-hmm. fantastic i love that movie yeah it movie was a so fun good. time him and steve were gracious hosts I, I really had a good time we we had some drinks we talked fallen we did some uh denzel devotional because you got to do one on a, on yeah. a denzel film right obviously after the show was done and Steve Steve had to go feed his cat, um, <laughs> me and G-Baby just stayed on the, the call the whole time. Just talk, We talked for like another two hours just bullshitting about life and podcasts and horror movies and the slack. And it was yeah. a good time. That's awesome, man. That sounds like Congrats. an excuse somebody gives when they don't want to go on a date with somebody like, oh, I have to feed my cat. My cat. Yeah, I got to wash my hair and feed my cat. <laughs> John, did you say you've never seen Fallen? I've seen it. No, no, I, oh, okay. I haven't seen it for a while, but I remember really, really enjoy. Is John Goodman in that too? Yes. yes he is. Okay. Yes. Okay. So it is the movie I'm thinking of. Hmm. Hmm. Very yeah, uh, that... mind trippy. Yeah, I really. It's got a cool I like premise. That and sorry, Hyderberg, what's up? No, it's just the premise is is pretty interesting. Yeah, and kind of in tone, I feel like it is sort of a, a 
natural pair with the devil's advocate with al pacino and it is yeah that's, keanu that's reeves good, i don't know for some reason those two just kind of go together in my mind maybe just because i they came out close to each other and i watched them both a lot in high school yeah i totally forgot that fallen came out in 98 when i popped it in i started looking up stuff about it. i'm like damn i can't remember i didn't remember this i thought it was like an early 2000s but it was a little later than that mm-hmm, mm-hmm. what if they did a remake with Ir- idris alba oh sign Ooh. me up i'm the first butt in the seat that's me. I mean, would you say you'd be fallen in love with him? I would be fallen in love. That's what it would stand for angels. this time. Yes, not fallen angels, but fallen. I would be the I would be the spirit jumping from body to body, just trying to get to Idris. That would Idris be Silver would be jumping from body to body, and every woman to get away from shudder. me. <laughs> no, all the women would shudder as he jumps into their body while no, he's washing he's, his face. He's oh, just yeah. for me. Okay. All right. Enough of that. I'm sorry. <laughs> Um. Yeah. So Hyderberg, without giving away your your review, which we all want to listen to on Waxing the Porpoise, just briefly, would you say that Fallen fucks or sucks? Uh, it's a, it's a fuck, I guess. Uh, it's I definitely didn't enjoy it as much as I did back in the, my. It's it's one of those films that the first time is the best time. Mm, mm-hmm. uh, so it's it's a good it's a good first time fuck. Mm, but, okay. Yeah. Okay. But uh, it lent for a good discussion. Steve had never seen it because that's the point. Obviously. (laughs) And, uh, you know, you'd be surprised whether he liked it or not. Okay. Awesome. We'll post on our socials when it comes out. So we all will. Absolutely. I love to hear the sound of my own voice. I definitely want others to hear it, too. (laughs) Okay. Well, we love the sound of your voice, too, luckily. (laughs) All right. Well, John, do you have any horror news to share with us this week? We do, actually. Uh, And... um... Heidelberg actually brought this to my attention. The um, the first poster for Cocaine Bear, you remember we mentioned that a few months back? Mm-hmm. Directed by Elizabeth Banks, uh, based off true events where bears in, I guess, Oregon or something like that got a hold of some cocaine and went wild and crazy and died. Um, the poster came out, looks kind of cool, uh, coming out uh, February 24th of next year. Oh, okay. The tagline cool. is get in line. Get in line. <laughs> It is. Just, this is just the weirdest premise it for is. a movie I've wanted. ever heard of. <laughs> and for like, Elizabeth Banks to be the one, to, and the, just the whole thing is so weird, but it all adds up to so much weirdness that I really want to see it. I could right. be wrong, but I thought we, I thought you might have mentioned when you first brought it up that Natalie Portman was like producing or something like that, or and maybe it was Elizabeth so. Banks. It was definitely a name I was really surprised that was attached to it in the first place. It was Elizabeth Banks. If I recall yeah. correctly, it was Elizabeth Banks that was attached to direct it, but now it's been it's in post or it's it's been produced. It's getting ready to come out uh next year early. I love how simple of a premise it is. The the name just says everything you need to know about the film. It's like snakes on a plane. Like it's yeah. just yes. cocaine bear. Like what else? Oh, I wonder what's <laughs> is that a metaphor for something? No, it's a fucking <laughs> nope. bear on cocaine. Like <laughs> And look out for the sequel later in the year, Crackhead Cats. Ah. Thank you. Oh my god, I was waiting to get cats. that one out. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, y'all uh, let's laugh. see here. Uh, I did shoot you guys a text. Uh, did you mm-hmm. watch the trailer for the mean one coming out uh, December 9th? Sure I did. did. All yeah. right. It's a spinoff of the Grinch. Of course. Yeah. Well, I, I think the trailer looks quite looks amusing. Fun. It looks really kind of clever. Trailer looks fun. Yeah. <laughs> it just looks, and I don't know. These, what are you going to say? I know what I'm saying is the Grinch is being played by none other than David Howard Thornton. Yeah, I saw it. You wouldn't even know. Yes. 
This dude is going to make so much money in Hollywood. He is going to pick up so many jobs from, you know, not, not just Terrifier, Terrifier 2 and this one. Dude, he's going to make a lot of money in Hollywood. He, yeah, he's going to be very in demand. Like, he's going to be the go-to horror guy. I think so. Yeah, everybody's. No, de definitely. Undeservedly so. I think he's really films, talented. Like... What, Hyderberg? I'm sorry. I just feel like anybody involved with those films right now, it's like there's a lot of doors opening up. Yeah. And I feel like and David Howard Thornton could be like possibly like maybe the new Andy Serkis in a sort of sense of just like a lot of people might be using him for these different performances where you don't necessarily see him, you know, his face. He might mm -hmm. be in costume or in CG doing CGI, but he does good. You know, like you said, he's got that performing arts fucking background and he knows how to do body language really well. So there's a lot of roles that could use that. And I think with Terrifier, Terrifier 2 and this movie, it's all practical. And I yeah. love the way they kept with the Jim Carrey look of it, you know, because it's very sort of Jim, did, yeah. yeah, Jim yeah. Carrey esque from except you know, terrifying, all big time. You know, he's he's just got this mean scowl, and you know the Jim Carrey one looked kind of family friendly. This one doesn't. Doesn't know? he have like razor teeth? Yeah, he's got like claws too. I think mm. Santa claws. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but um, uh, I will say, like, I don't know. I'm just a little. There's like this. There's the Winnie the Pooh, evil Winnie the Pooh movie. I heard news of like an evil Bambi film coming out. I don't know if that was animated or live. Really? Action. Yeah. So I'm just sort of like weary of all these like, hey, let's take a kitty thing and then turn it into an evil horror thing. I don't know. That's yeah. going to kick horror in the nuts. Seems I mean, again, me. you know, we've had these highbrow horrors, you know, uh, you know, we've had Robert Eggers. We've had Ari Aster. Mm -hmm. We've had Jordan Peele just elevate horror to a whole new level. And it's just like movies like this are not going to be taken seriously. And it's just like, okay. Well, I mean, not everything has to be taken seriously. No, okay, it really doesn't. But, but I mean, I think that it's been elevated and there's nothing wrong with having fun in horror movies. But it, maybe it's getting a little ridiculous. I don't know. We'll see what happens here. If done right, I think they could be fun because we do need you need something for everybody. So, sure. yeah. So the Winnie the Pooh thing and the Bambi thing, I, I haven't seen these films, so I can't has yeah. any judgment on them yeah, but man. just the premise doesn't really sound so much like it works i mean like there's nothing it's taking some it's deliberately taking something that is very pure and innocent and then making it you know horror e which okay i mean maybe it'll maybe it'll be great i don't know but the grinch that makes more sense to me because the grinch is already a villain he's already evil and doing something bad and so this feels more like just taking it and ramping it up to like a horror level. You know that's what I mean? What I, yeah. And that's what I loved about the about the trailer of this is that it's 20 years later. Mm -hmm. And they don't mm -hmm. call it Whoville. They call it something else. Newville. Newville. They were very yeah. careful not to like rip off any specific phrases or words that like I don't think they ever say Grinch. Mm -mm. It's like, no, oh, that's it's what they call him the mean one. one. Yeah, and so there's the there's song, a lot right? of that kind of tiptoeing around it where it's obviously the Grinch, but they're just, you know, just adjacent enough to that that they won't get sued. Well, probably. Well, I mean, I feel like they were going to get sued. It probably would have happened already, maybe, but sure. who knows? Maybe someone know. will see something in the film and be like, wait a minute, you kind of done that. But It's going to be the next smile. It's going to make $200 million at the box office or something. When is it coming out? Uh, December 9th. So oh wow! It's right around the corner. Cool. Yeah, and said in theaters too. So uh -huh. hopefully, I'm hopefully actually it'll be a, a wide uh, release. I'm seeing Violent Night this Thursday. So oh, oh cool! I will yeah, report back awesome. next week. All right. Sounds good.
Uh, our best friend M. Night Shyamalan's uh, new movie, they just released a poster for that called Knock. Uh, I'll knock at the cabin. Uh, it's coming out February 3rd. The tagline is save your family or save humanity. You make that, the choice. That's a Shyamalan film? It is. Oh, shit. I didn't know that. I've seen the trailer hmm. a couple times when I've gone to the movies. It's got um. It's got a trailer. I didn't see yeah. the trailer. I saw the poster. Hmm. And it's like four people, like the silhouette of them in front of a cabin. So. Yeah, it's got a it's got a uh, it's got a trailer. I've seen it. Mm. Do we know who's in it? Uh, Dave Batista is in it. He play. He looks like he plays like the main bad. Oh, Batista. Yeah, hmm. he's the one. Uh, I, I don't know if Jacqueline's familiar with who that is. He used to no. be a wrestler. He's been in a bunch of films. He was Drax in Guardians of the Galaxy, but you've never seen those films. So. No, I haven't. That's a uh, safe assumption. But yeah, he's he's been Did breaking you see out that Netflix too. movie, uh, the the most recent. Oh, Zombie, zombie Army or whatever, Army of the Dead. Army of the Dead. No, yeah, he was no, in that on Netflix. Oh, that was a little. That's very actiony. That's not Jacqueline's kind of bag. Not really my cup of tea. Yeah. <clears throat> um. That sounds interesting. I almost wonder if it's based on the um Paul Tremblay book called um Cabin at the Ed. What is it? I think it's called Cabin at the Edge of the World. Hang on. I'm suddenly drawing a blank. Tremblay. Sorry, I'm Googling. I know this movie seems like it's sort of like a siege film or whatever, like where these killers attempt to get into the cabin. And there's like a little girl. The, yeah, okay. So it like is the cabin she, at the end of the world. Okay, yeah. She's like, she spoke to Batista at one point in the trailer and he's sort of like, here's your options. You know, he seems like an okay guy, but also evil. So it's like. And it seemed like there might be something going on with her or her dad. I couldn't tell exactly. I've only seen Okay. So, John, as soon as you just said that brief kind of synopsis of the, the premise, I was like, this sounds like that Paul Tremblay novel that I couldn't remember the title of. But yeah, it's Cabin at the End of the World. And Hyderberg, the more you said about the trailer, the more that convinces me that, okay. it's, that it's based on that. So that actually gives me hope because Shyamalan has disappointed us a lot in the past several years. But like if he's working from a specific like source material, then maybe he can't fuck it up so much. <laughs> well, there's Just a twist. Wishful, wishful thinking. It's a wrong. I mean, I've read the book, so I know what happens, oh, but I don't know like if he's gonna deviate from that. What? I said there's a twist. It's a rom com. <laughs> <laughs> that would now that would be a twist. Yeah. That's all I got. Okay. Do we know when that's coming out? Uh <laughs> February third. Oh, okay, cool. A lot of stuff coming out in February. Yeah, yeah. I see that. Yeah, I'll and it's it. like Usually shortly that's after a slow that. Month. Yeah, the yeah. new the new screen movie comes out in March. So yes, we got a lot to if, look forward to. I think if mm-hmm. anything, uh, especially with this year, COVID like pushed a lot of films back or they got held back when they were completed and because they didn't want to release them yet. And so mm-hmm. now we're getting like a rush. I feel of, of more films and times when months where you don't normally see as much action. Like this mm-hmm. whole year has just been stacked, whether yeah. it's in streaming or in theater, like for horror I mean, movies in general, but especially horror. So yeah, I, c- I couldn't keep up this year. See that keep- yeah, no. same. <laughs> I've been like, so we have to watch. Nope, we absolutely have to watch that. But there are so many other movies out there. Like I wanted to see Smile, and mm-hmm. it's just like I never got a chance to go see it. But I didn't I'm, either. I didn't it's either. On Paramount Plus. So yep, gotta watch it. I My- saw it. My two watch list is like a mile long still. So I can be that guy for us. Okay. You be the smile guy. The theater guy. <laughs> All right. Well, 
let's get into blood rage shall okay. we fellas all right john this yes. is your pick no uh, it is my pick um i heard explain yourself <laughs> i'm just no. kidding no i'm not going to explain myself no uh <laughs> i actually I, trying to think about that the best way to put this is that this is a must watch during the thanksgiving season um it's if you enjoy campy slashers I think you're going to get a lot of enjoyment out of it. Um, I know we're just coming out of Thanksgiving. Uh, we can we can extend it a little bit because we haven't talked about a lot of Thanksgiving movies like we did last week, Christy. But man, this is this is a fun watch, and um, you know I, I I understand that Jacqueline, being a Jackson uh, Jacksonville native, that you might appreciate it a little bit more. So um, yeah, I, I picked it because it's tis the season. All right. So that's a very good reason. Uh, a quick correction: it's not my it's not my hometown. I'm not native what? to Jacksonville. I'm native to Orlando, but right, right. But it is my current resident. hometown. Yes, it is resident. my current oh, hometown. Yeah. That's what I mean. I'm. I'm sorry. And I'm even wearing my uh, my Duval shirt because that's the right. county that Jacksonville's in, and that's what everybody hollers at Jags games. So I thought it would be appropriate. Perfect. But it is uh, the uh, birthplace of the Straight Chillin' podcast. It, it is. is. I think that's the most notable, um, you know, historical point of, of Jacksonville. Absolutely. The, uh, I think it yeah. says it on the road signs when you're approaching Jacksonville. Yep. yep. It says entering Jacksonville, birthplace of the Straight Chilling Podcast. Mm-hmm. That's what it population says. Population 69, 69, 69, 69. Yeah. Population 69 dudes is what it says. <laughs> 69 dudes. Yeah. I, I do <laughs> got to mention that too, is that, that I was not familiar with this movie because I had never seen it in my entire life until a couple of years ago. When uh, Bob from Straight Chillin' Podcast brought it up to me and I watched it and got quite a bit of enjoyment out of it. So, yeah, mm-hmm. they all they introduced it to me as well. And then uh, I watched it on the Joe Bob uh, live watch or whatever that one night, too. That's cool. right. It was on Joe Bob. It was. Mm-hmm. If I had time, I was going to watch his version of it. I don't think it's up there anymore. I think no. they pulled it. I think they really? lost their licensing. Yeah. Oh, no. It'll be back up eventually. That those, awesome. Some of those movies come down hmm. and then they get them back up there. It's a weird thing. Well, John, while yes. we're on the topic, yes, would you care to decide first whether this film fucks or sucks? Absolutely. Um, unequivocally, this movie fucks. I mean, this this is like I had mentioned before. You know, this is just a really fun, campy slasher movie made in the early to mid eighties and came out in eighty seven. So uh, you're gonna have a lot of fun with this. It doesn't have the Thanksgiving vibe, even though it surrounds around thanksgiving because you're in jacksonville florida it's a beautiful place to live all year round and you don't get that you see palm trees and everything but they don't hide the fact and i think that's a beautiful thing and and it just the acting is terrible um you know some of the plot decisions are are not good but it is just a fun watch how about you jacqueline does a fucker suck well john i'm i'm gonna agree with you and say that like a girl who's brand new to town and doesn't know anybody, but does it anyway. This movie fucks. Yep. There's actually a character like that in this uh, film. <laughs> That's right. Yes, I know. <laughs> what about you, Hyderberg? Does that fuck or suck? Uh, yeah. So uh, I guess I'm going to go against the grain. For me, this movie sucks. Um, it just I just happen to hate cranberry sauce. So <laughs> I will tell you why I think this movie sucks. Okay. It's not a heavy right. suck, but it's, it's not. Okay. Is it a flaccid suck? 
I think it's a little it bit below a flaccid fuck. Yeah. Oh dear. Okay. He's all right. Well, you know, one of the beautiful things about this show is that we can all have our different opinions, even when they're wrong. So, John, would you like to <laughs> drop that spoiler warning for us? Absolutely. We'll be oh, talking nice about of you to talk about your opinion of Pumpkinhead. <laughs> no, Logan agreed with me. Oh yeah, because she's seen all the movies. It do- doesn't matter whether you've seen it or not. Anyway, John, spoiler warning. Okay, uh, we're talking about Blood Rage from 1987 in its entirety. If you have not seen this movie, pause the podcast, go watch it, and then come back to find out what we thought about it. All right. Hydraberg. I've actually been have... looking forward to this all week. Me too. Hydraberg, do you have a reach-around plot summary for us? I do. All right, I'm ready. You ready? Todd and Terry, a couple of twins. At the drive-in is where the horror begins. They went to see the house that cried murder on a date with their mom, two unwilling observers. Making out with some guy woke them up when they heard her. Terry, he snapped and committed a murder, conniving enough to hide behind a facade and pin the gruesome killing on his twin brother, Todd. Ten years since that night and all things seem normal. The rage inside Terry rises and boils. He's cracked on Thanksgiving and can't hide his derangement. His killings are sparked by his mother's engagement. A fear in a man, she will find his replacement. Freudian slip into madness and his maternal enslavement. Todd has escaped and is presumed up to no good. All the while, it's been Terry causing terror in the neighborhood. All of them victims of the nightmare of Shadowwood. So this mother of two can't accept what she's caused, the damage she's done, the psychological scars. Her sons want their mommy both internally flawed, eating leftovers from the dinner while drunk on the floor. While deep in her thoughts, she's her sanity lost. The blood that raged that night was definitely not cranberry sauce. <laughs> ah, amazing. Oh, my God. Can my we go favorite... to that? I'm sorry. I know it's the middle of the movie, but that is a disturbing fucking scene where the mom is just with the door open eating. It looked like macaroni and cheese and green beans no, just with her hands. Fingers. No, it, it was, like was gross. Like you see an image like that, and you're like, something is very wrong. (laughs) Oh my god, there's a lot of wrong things wrong in this movie. There's a there's a lot of wrong wrongness. But Hydroberg, that was a great reach around. Um, I'm always impressed by your rhymes, and the standout one to me in this one was rhyming Todd with facade. Mm -hmm. It was great. That was just great. So clever. Okay, so so one thing. uh, Yeah, we'll go. We'll kind of go backtrack here a little bit. Um. There was this scene that really, the eating on the floor thing kind of bothered me and it was disturbing, but something that was just so annoying was the voiceover of the doctor as she's explaining what's going on with Todd to the mom. Yeah. It's like, we are, we are literally seeing what's going on right now. And she's not our narrator. And it was so loud and it was like, like the, the sound design of that was terrible. Yeah, because you can ex- still hear the dialogue that's actually taking place right underneath she's, the voiceover. She's of- explaining what's Todd, what Todd is going through, or what he's been going through for the past ten years. Yet there's this overmodulated uh, voiceover of the same doctor explaining yeah. exactly what she's explaining to the mom, like she's having an inner monologue that's speaking louder than she is. So as I choice. tried to explain to the mom. This is what's going on. And, she's like, and then we see mom. No, no. Yeah, that would work better if the doctor, if there were like voiceover, if there was voiceover work throughout the whole film. Like if we had a narrator, mm-hmm. 
you know, that's a device that films use sometimes like to varying degrees of success, but it's it's a thing. But to have it just for that one scene while we can hear the audio from the yeah. actual scene is just like it's, it was <laughs> a mystifying act- choice. From so the I- actual conversation of what's going on with Todd. Okay, I get it. Like like her, her using her facial expressions of her overacting to something that the doctor is saying while she's doing the, the voiceover, but she's explaining. And then it, it, something that really bothered me in it, she goes like, but then I explained to the mom that, you know, Todd is just going through this. And then she calmed down. And then you hear the mom go, I'm sorry. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. There's a like, piece of pumpkin pie on the desk too while she's doing all that. I actually like that scene. Where yeah. Todd just uh, grabs it and balls it up. Yeah, it I, that, scene, that, scene, that scene enraged me. That's why I didn't like this film. Okay. I got blood rage when that happened. Because of the waste blood. of pumpkin pie? Yeah, the pumpkin pie. I was just like, you son of a bitch. It enraged me just because of the mess. Because that's what my one-year-old does with bananas. Yeah. If I don't like supervise her, she'll just mash them up in her hands. And it's murder to clean up. So it just that caused me rage as well. So, John, you're... Rage. Your complaint, your complaint about the doctor. I don't know, Jacqueline, if you have that this, but I believe there's a trivia fact of why they used um, the yeah. narration. She's like a stand-in, right? Like yeah, she minute. she she just stepped in because the person who was originally going to do it backed exactly. out, and so yeah. she was like, oh, "Okay, fine, I'll do wait, it." Wait, what do you mean? Like the it was actress a different... who played the doctor was okay. originally going to be played by somebody else. Okay, then. <laughs> She was like so a producer I think she or something. She loved her lines or whatever when they when they actually did the scene. So they were like, "Fuck it, we'll oh. just do overdubbing and then put that so, back in." Oh, so did you read ADR, that somewhere? Because so I, I didn't see, I, I, didn't, uh, I didn't read that. I believe they mentioned it. The boys were on a Plug It Up podcast recently, the Straight Chilling guys. Yeah, they it. were talking about this film, and I believe that was one of the things they mentioned. So it's kind of fresh in my mind now when you just mentioned that. Well, that makes that makes sense then why they did that. So yeah, okay, yeah. yeah if she flubbed your lines and they only had, oh, we only have like an hour to get this done whatever but i mean it was just the adr was terrible yeah it wasn't good i don't know what adr means but it was clunky (laughs) i I think it has something to do with after after the movie is made they'll Mm -hmm. adr like in lines or or have the actor come in and overdub something Mm. oh okay But the way it matched up was bad i did like the kill at the beginning though i love the fact that they they were at a um at a drive-in yeah, I looked up yeah. that movie, The House That Cried Murder. It's not a real film. Oh, okay. I was yeah. hoping it was. There's so many. There's actually a couple of films from around that same time frame that was like The House of This, The House of That. So it was kind like of the a, house that dripped blood. Yeah, yeah. That was one of them, actually. Yeah. So I was like, oh, is this a real film? And I looked it up. It wasn't. Though. So, like, can we talk about that opening scene a little bit? Yeah. Um, I found that to be a really charming and endearing opening to the film because if you're watching this movie, you probably love movies. And so I love kind of establishing the beginning of this story in a drive-in movie theater. And you see like the concession stand and people are getting the snacks and somebody's saying the intermission's almost over. And Ted Raimi selling condoms in the bathroom. Yeah, yeah. those Ted Raimi selling condoms in the bathroom. Um, people making out in their cars, people butt ass naked. Butt in ass, their cars. Yo, thank you. Who gets butt ass naked? You don't get butt ass naked. Keep some of your clothes on in case you get caught or you're about to get right? caught. You got to like, like cover up real fast. What are you guys doing down there in Florida? Like just to get it's butt hot. ass naked? You know, it's oh, you're hot. right. You, yeah, you got to get the clothes off. It's it's just too humid. And I know that like it's, it's getting, like people make out at the movie theaters, but every goddamn person in this fucking place except for the two kids was about to fuck i think it was pretty crazy 
She had I well, there was that one blonde that that was like not having it. She was more I'm into her popcorn. Oh yeah, yeah. Wait, did you see She's the like, guy sh- that I wanted to watch the film? He looked like a member of ZZ Top. She was like, "Get the fuck out of here." Get out of here. I noticed um, something but- about the fashion too. Is that you guys don't wear sleeves down there? Hot. I mean, it's hot again. It's hot. Like age? if you can be like the the le- the least the less clothing you can wear, the better. Just in general, uh, I believe they have a saying. It's called "suns out, guns out." I think right. So <laughs> that is that is the state Wait, motto. On. I'm in Southern California. I'm not always wearing sleeveless shirts. Yeah, but it I mean, is you could humid, be, John. I've seen it is arms. humid here. I mean, the air Thanks, pretty man. much feels like soup, like eleven months out of the year. So yeah. nice. It's humid. Um, you gotta, you gotta, you gotta air out those pits. Can we just go real quick right back to the bathroom scene? That's Ted Ramsey's, uh, Ted Ramsey's first acting gig. It is, is it? yeah. Apparently, yeah. yeah. And uh, I just think that's a pretty good deal he's running. Two for a dollar on condoms. That is pretty exactly good. I feel like condoms then, but I think that's good. Well, hopefully like you could, don't get the he ones get on more his... for those. Reasonable. Yeah, hopefully you don't get the ones on his right lapel because they're all pinned and they might have a hole in them. <laughs> oh, <laughs> Somebody oh, had it. There's a couple babies born that summer. <laughs> I, think, I think you're right because like like he pulls it out of his left uh uh shirt pocket and goes, "Ooh, here you go." He's like, That's "I a like display those." Condom. You're not supposed there to be able go. to buy that one. The display and the model, the, the floor yeah, model, the floor model. If you will. Um, but this opening. This opening sequence has something that I don't think I've ever seen in another horror movie, and I found it just to be a really cool detail, is when um, the little boy cut like hits the guy with the hatchet in the face in mm-hmm. the car, and the blood starts spraying everywhere. There's like a streak of blood that goes across the popcorn, popcorn. in yeah. the popcorn bucket, and that to me was just a fabulous touch. I loved it. I did like that scene. I mm-hmm. I like the practical effects in this. I mean, it it was a yeah, little cheesy when they when they cut back to the guy of his face cut up because it just looked like they put like uh you know prosthetic cut. Yeah, it was really. It I thought good, it was good. It looked pretty good. It, it wasn't it was as okay. deep as you think that the hack would be. But yeah, yeah. well, uh, when they showed it, it did because they were obviously using a fake head. But then yeah. when they showed the guy that was leaned over, that the cut didn't look as deep. But I thought um, the actual. I still thought it worked. Did like, you guys it was, watch it was this on, t- on there? Didn't... Did you watch this on Tubi? I did. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's called Slasher. Mm-hmm. I have trivia about that. It has like four different titles. Yeah, it does. That's oh, what shit. that was okay. also in my in my reach around. The well, nightmare the first... channel was. Okay. Yeah, oh, yeah, 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 I guess yeah, I didn't yeah. pick up on that. Mm-hmm. I, I the first time I've ever seen this, it was called Blood Rage. But it was never, when I watched it, wasn't it on released TV... originally as Blood Rage though. Huh? It wasn't a released originally as Blood Rage though. Okay, so wherever I watched it, it was Blood Rage. This time it said Slasher, and I was just like mm-hmm. Wait, am I watching? So I think one? I think they I think so. There's a there's like a special multi disc Blu-ray release from Arrow that has mm-hmm. there's like three different versions on there because it was there was like a theatrical release and then there was like a TV you know an edited for TV version and then there was some other version. I don't know. I have trivia. I'll, I'll get into the detail of my trivia, but the edited um, for TV was like 25 minutes. <laughs> it actually wasn't that much shorter. It just really removed like the worst of the gore moments yeah, and, the and probably the full cigarette. frontal nudity yeah. oh not the nudity yes the nudity oh god it was one of so, the best parts of this film i know but uh, um, so there's like different titles for different ones but i believe that like they all kept the title card that says slasher oh so i like an opening credits i do like the scene i did notice an issue with my with the continuity of the scene building up to the murder was 
we see the boys get out of the car because they they're woken up by their mom making out with the dude. And I, I, I'll i give it to her that she was a little reluctant at first to do it because the boys were in the car. But then she kind of gave in because the guy I mean, look at the guy she was with. He had his shirt open and chest hair. I mean, who, who could say no to that? How right? could you resist that? Yeah. But um, yeah, so they sneak out and we see Terry, the one in the beige. He's he's he wanders out first. The boy in blue, who's Todd. He's the one that finds the hatchet, right? And he's looking at it. And then the next scene is Terry and he's got the hatchet and he walks up to the car. So I don't know if there was supposed to be a scene there where like we see him like Terry's like, oh, what do you have there? Let me see it. But the way it's played out is like they forgot which boy had it originally. So I'm sort of hmm. like, I wonder if that was an error. Or Honestly, just I did not notice that. You watched, I did, I did you kept much that closer on... track of those boys than I did. Yeah. Because they don't really claim they don't show you like who's who at first. So I was kind of keeping an eye to see like, well, do they do any trickery to try and like confuse you? Which boy is which at first? Mm -hmm. So, you know, mm -hmm. there's some ambiguity about, oh, who did the murder really, though? But mm -hmm. who I kind of like the acting of the boys, though, because it's yeah. like when the, the the Todd character went catatonic. I mean, he played it really well. Yeah, he, he just didn't do anything. You know, he had the blood on, on his face little bit on his shirt whereas terry had you know all the blood and it just you know you see the little handprint on his face going oh okay yeah i thought his like oh i'm just gonna hand the axe to my brother and then smear some blood on his face but there's there's people gathering at that moment so it's yeah. like i feel like people saw that and yeah. you have way more blood on you how did you how did they end up just saying oh todd totally did it send him away like was there no investigation especially if he's not speaking like, no I feel like if he can't yeah. speak up for himself, it, like any accusation against him would be suspect. That is that is poor investigation right there because he did not have blood all over his hands. He had like a little smear on his face. Poor investigation. <laughs> I'm sorry. That was just I, a funny I, I'm way to put get it. Political like I did. I'm sorry. Maybe the cops <laughs> were putting avocado on their burgers at that moment and they just didn't. I, and can you blame them? I mean, yeah. can you blame them? Are you trying to send John into a blood rage? <laughs> I, I'm getting there. So many things to send you into blood rage right now. <laughs> I did think it was funny, like when the guy got killed, the, the woman just it, she books it out of there naked, like like Butt -ass. full on sprint, and it was just like, wow. I mean, wouldn't you? I I, I would. And the guy I wouldn't like stop to put on my drawers. I'd be like, yeah. I'm getting the fuck out of here. So, thanks for that, John. <laughs> Terry was obviously triggered by the sexual act, right? Like. Yes, this, is, seem like it. this seems to be a recurring theme in a lot of holiday-related slashers. It does. I don't I, know yeah, why. Silent Night. Yeah, and Christmas so, Evil. Yeah, Christmas Evil. And I'm Evil. sure oh, we're going to get into actually. it more because there's a weird, weird, weird. relationship with yeah. Terry and I Mom. like that's the major elephant. And in the Todd and Mom. Mom. No, what Todd, not really. Todd's been kind of like cast out, like, like even at the very end. Did you not notice that last scene where they're like locked eyes? Well, yeah, like... but she thought he was Terry. Yeah, she thought he was Terry. Yeah, but it's still it's a weird moment between them. Very weird. Terry was her very favorite. Favorite. He, he was the bestest. But he's he's participating in the moment too. It's not just her. I don't know whether her. I just wanted to hug had from a his weird mom. thing too, but he wasn't around. But Terry definitely was, and they have a weird thing. They kiss on the mouth. Every everything about it is weird. Oh. Yeah. Okay. Well, even Todd lied about being Terry, but we'll get more into that. I wasn't sure if it was just a Florida thing. I don't know. I'm from New York, but uh, I'm no, kidding. I'm just kidding. no, no. I'm gonna back Jack up on that. I don't think that's right for any place. Okay. Oh yeah. Okay. No, it's not. Okay. It's okay. It's a weird. It's just weird. 
So, yeah, we get, so we fast forward 10 years, right? Yeah. So I'll I'll say that to be honest with you, I actually got myself confused about which twin was which for a minute. Like after Terry starts killing people, somebody Terry has somebody a blowout. In, yeah. So I was I was going more by people's shirts than their hair. Okay. And so but Terry changes like twice in the film. So yeah, hard. and so that threw me off because during the Thanksgiving dinner before I knew like how, how this, cause this was my first time watching it. So during the scene where they're actually having Thanksgiving dinner, um, I had no idea what was going to happen in the rest of the story, but I was very focused on Terry's weird clothing choices. And so like, it's like his shirt is not quite buttoned up all the way. And the collar is popped up He's and his tie, tie is like he has a red, red tie, tie. That's very, very loose. Like he just didn't mm -hmm. bother to finish time. So to me, that like was Huey very Lewis noticeable. In the news. That's what he's looking like. He looks like he wants to look like Huey Lewis in the news. You know what I'm saying? He's hip but to I'm just saying he looks. Ah, I think. Well done. What'd you say? I missed it. I said hip it's to, hip be, to square. be square. <laughs> I see what you did there. But so to me, that outfit was very noticeable, and so I'm like, okay, this is Terry. And then, and then we see murders start to take place, and because he was no longer he the the killer was not wearing the popped collar with the red tie. I thought, oh, that's Todd. And so I thought it was Todd who was back killing people. And also like contributing to, to that confusion is when Terry is talking to I think it's Karen and she's like, "Oh, Todd 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 never killed anybody." Or like we heard that Todd never killed anybody. And he goes, "Yes, he did." And then he stabs her. No, wait, that wasn't Karen. Who was it that says that line to him? Uh, I don't remember. I don't know. But so th the way he said that made me think that it was really Todd. And so I for a while, I was confused. The one thing I noticed is is like Hydroberg was saying, that the Terry had the feathered, beautiful blowout. Yeah. And Todd was, had the greasy yeah. ass hair. It was more like curly. Greasy. And the thing was that like a majority of the killings are happening while Terry's there. Todd's not even there yet. He's window shopping, it's walking just, through like a, a mini mall or like a whatever, like some shopping center. So if yeah. they had gotten them to the complex sooner, then it would be more like, oh, who's who right now? But it's like there was a more majority of it where he's not even there yet. He didn't show up. I think, they could, I think they could have played more into that. But yeah, they just yeah. they gave you up front. Terry's the killer. And, you know, even from the beginning scene, you're like, OK. Well, and if there was like a switcheroo in the idea, beginning but, too, with what? the killing at the movie theater, where we never got, we never knew who did, like who did the murder, you know, like prom night. Yes. Like, oh, who was it the whole time? We don't know. And then, yes. which brother went away? Which one didn't? You know. Yeah, I totally agree because they they kind of give you the twist in the beginning, so we know, but the characters don't know. But I think it would have been more effective if if like what you said, Hyderberg had happened where they reveal at the end where you know, where the switcheroo yeah. was, or if there was an, an another switcheroo, like, I don't know. But, um, yeah. And Terry changes like, as if he's hosting the Oscars, he's, he changes like three times in this film. Yeah. Why does he do that? Um, he got blood. on. We well, got cranberry blood. sauce all yeah, over his got shirt. Cranberry sauce. I'm sorry. It's not cranberry sauce. It's, it's not. Cranberry not. Sauce. Well, and the other thing about Terry doing all this killing is like, we see a lot of his friends and what they're doing and he's supposed to be with them. So where is he supposedly, like, where's he supposed to be while he's not with his friend? Like, where do they think he is? 
that's when he just like disappears movie. for a long that's time. A big apartment that, complex. That's, He's wandering around. Uh, that's a big problem with the movie, Jacqueline, as far as the plot. You're just like, like why don't they notice that the he's not there? Where the fuck did you go, bro? And like, when he reappears, he doesn't really offer any explanation for where he was. And they're just like, oh, hey, Terry. We just I saw your brother. I guess they're thinking like, oh, he's just out there looking for his brother. Was, I don't know. He never really yes. comes across and says that. I just, like, they know that his brother's uh, out and about, which well, is funny at they... dinner when mom gets the call and she says, don't say anything. And that's the first fucking thing he says. I know. Because he's, he's <laughs> been like triggered that, by the engagement announcement. Yes. Yeah, I, I I did like that. It kind of, it, it yeah. showed his, it showed his hand of him being a His mother got to see it know? too. She kind of looked at him like, are you fucking kidding me? Like, I literally just told you in the other room not to say anything. Oh, I, mm-hmm. I, I thought the terrible thing about that scene was the very beginning of it. Because they're all doing this weird kind of. <laughs> oh, I've never <laughs> met before. <laughs> I thought it was the mother's cleavage. That's what fucking really kind of drove me insane. Dude, her, 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 her. Um, what's the good word I should use, Jacqueline? Her, can I say boobs? Yes. Yeah. Okay. Just her boobs are like popping out the end. entire movie. So. Yeah, they were, and not just her boobs, but like part of her bra as well. It was yeah. like this is a weird choice. Yeah. Yeah, it was. And she drank a shit ton of wine too. It almost seemed oh, yeah, like she, she had like after taking a pill. Yeah, like fifteen bottles of wine because she always had a full glass. She had it in a cup, and then there was a moment where she has like a, a bottle, a, a like, bottle. Like and a I'm little, like, is that like grape a, juice or is that yeah, just more wine? I like a tell. beer bottle with wine in it. It was weird. <laughs> I thought maybe yeah. she filled it. Like fuck it, I'm just gonna I, put it in. The that's bottle. what I assumed that she did yeah, yeah. actually. Yeah. Um. Okay. Can we talk about the mom? Please. Yeah. First of all, I feel like she is show. maybe the most interesting character. It, like if by in, and I guess by interesting I mean bizarre. But that makes her interesting to me. Yeah. No, you're um, right. Like there's she, I mean, I feel like we could talk for a long time about this character, but um I I wish I could understand like why she like why she can't accept what she's told by the doctor in that like weird voiceover scene and why she just like basically refuses to even consider it when not considering it literally puts her in danger. Like this yeah. doctor has just said explicitly to her, the son that's been institutionalized for the past 10 years probably isn't the killer. The killer is probably the child that is living in your home right now. Now, did, she, did the... Did the doctor tell her that, or was that one of the yeah, parts of the inner monologue of the doctor at that moment? Yeah, was, she told to her say. that because then the mom like okay. she's like, no, no. Okay. And so, like, it's it is, and she's also in denial her. that Todd did anything either. Like, really? No, I think she's I mean, in like, a sense, no, she's no, like she, no, that's not true because at the very end, she thinks. God, man, I, I hate jumping around. Like it's sort of weird because okay. she's like, let me say this she wants about this the model movie. family. So I feel like she's almost in denial that Todd did anything. Certainly, like definitely mm-hmm. wrong, but that he's still he's still supposed to be in this school, as she calls it. Right. I feel like she's she written even... him off. I feel yeah. like she has like well, I mean, accepted that him. he like she's she's like compartmentalized this. Like he's yeah. a killer. He's over he here it now. School, though, not an institution. Yeah. Here's the way I feel about it is that I love the actress. I thought she did mm-hmm. a fantastic job, but with the character, I have a love hate relationship with it sure. because there was a lot of, a lot of fat that could have been cut out of this to give her that, that, I mean, as creepy as it was and as, as disgusting as it is, the relationship that she has with Terry, you know, they really could have flushed this out just a little bit more. I mean, as gross as it would have been, 
Oh. I mean, it, it's left to your imagination, but at the end of the movie, she shoots Terry, thinking it's, it's Todd. Todd. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Then she basically confesses her love to Terry. It's just you and yeah. I. It's just you and I, Todd. I don't want to be with or anyone else but you. Yeah. You're my bestest. And then she kills herself when she realizes that it's Todd. Which was, a, I love that scene. Because, I do. I mean, it was they're a, both chanting, I'm Todd, I'm Todd. I'm like, she can't come to grips with what he just said. And well, then he's just, she's hearing like both of the voices. I like, I kind of like that ADR where it was kind of overlapping. I'm Todd, I'm Terry, yeah. I'm Todd. And, and mm-hmm. she's struggling with that in her head. And then uh, the girlfriend, Karen, pieces and out. She, and she's like, yeah. boom, I'm out. <laughs> and then the mom weird. drops her cranberry. When she should have really pieced out a like, long time ago. She should like, there was no yeah. reason for her to be standing there with that baby. She had the baby. She needed to yeah, go. The mom, I think she must have brought some she, cranberry sauce to the pool because she, she drops it with the gun. You see it spill on the floor. Yeah, it's just yeah, so weird how that happened. A weird ending. She did keep that baby safe, though. She did. she sure did. I'm really glad nothing her. happened to that baby. Yeah. I would have. This would have been like a zero star because movie. the baby also had a mother that was a little. Uh, <laughs> oh, that ba- that <laughs> get you that rich mom daddy. Says, I'm gonna marry you. I'm gonna get you a rich daddy. Yeah, that guy was such a. It was such a, a dork. He was a dork. Yeah, he's like, mm, I never had uh, coconut uh, liqueur before. How do you take it on the rocks or? Uh... And then he pours a little, just the tiniest bit. In the, like in my the, mother doesn't let me normally have alcohol. You know what I mean? <laughs> oh my god! Oh, not for kids. <laughs> yeah. Oh my god! Um, I know he he laughs just like that too. Yeah. <laughs> um. Yeah. So, the, but the... that end. Sorry. Go ahead. No. No. Back to the ending. Yeah. The, the the ending scene, you guys are probably going to laugh at me for saying this because it's such a like kind of silly movie. But that ending scene and that whole dynamic and kind of how Todd is left at the end of it, I actually find really sad. It is. And I wonder, is he is this going to be pinned on him? Like if, if oh, it's probably if the That's girl with I the thought. baby never speaks up about what she saw, they're totally yeah. going to pin it all on fucking Todd. Like she can say that it wasn't him, but everybody else that knows is dead. Yeah. I mean, hopefully she will because she seems like a stand-up person. But yeah. Yeah, otherwise, but otherwise, like if she just runs away and tries to like hide somewhere or just like move, like I'm leaving yeah. this town, then he, I feel like it will be all pinned on him. But it's like both of these boys, all they want is their mother's love, mm-hmm. and she is so clearly giving it to only one of them. And the other one, She's I feel like something she, to the other one. I That's feel like sure. ugh, I feel like she. I feel like she does think that Todd committed some crimes i feel like that's like that's the compartment that she has put this child in and it's like she's so locked into that and has this weird desire for terry i guess that's that, how i guess that's terry, why she yeah in her mind yeah too. so i guess that's why she can't accept this idea that the doctor tells her that's like well t- like todd has finally just started speaking enough you know to tell us that he he's not the killer it was terry and but it's like it's it's so crazy to me that she's so locked into that mind frame that she won't even consider it when she's like in a, she's like living in a home with this boy that she's been told is a killer. Yeah, I also and think she just can't accept that. There's probably it seems like there's abandonment issues. Um, we don't know what happened with her previous marriage, but definitely so, I don't know if she had a break after that split or or something because. I mean, what drove Todd to be a killer in the first place? He was a child. I mean, not Todd, uh, Terry, right? And like, so yeah. I don't know if we're led to believe that like there was some fucked up shit going on in the household way before when he was a child, possibly already. And oh. there were things that drove him 
to you know do murder i mean we don't really know it's just, they're just innocent kids when we first see them which you know and i agree heidelberg i i think they could have flushed out or, or brought in more of the story of of that story the dad maybe or such yeah something. yeah Some because about it it was like there, there was this elongated scene of her just vacuuming and or drinking wine or or on the on the phone uh, with the operator trying to get a hold of Brad. Is, is Don't you have the number to Brad? He's your boyfriend. Like, that's not even the worst of it. Brad's like, so the back in the 80s, down. I feel like there were still areas where you had to call the operator no, to I, get a I, number. I, no, and that's fine. But it was such an elongated scene. You know, Brad's like four doors down. She knows. Yeah, exactly like she could have just walked over there. She yeah, didn't actually need to call him. That was that was my complaint. Like she yeah, could have just walked and over it's there. Literally like, right there. You know, give me a little more backstory of what happened to these boys. What happened to this mother? Why, why, why does she have these aban- abandonment issues? Because Jacqueline, yeah. I agree with you. I think this this movie, the twist at the very end, was so dark because yeah, it was. Obviously, the director was very aware that this is a silly, campy slasher movie. And then it just went really dark. Yeah. You're just like, well, wow. To me, there's there's like nothing sadder than an unloved child. Yeah. And and this child is not loved. And like he and it's even sadder because he thinks he has it for a minute. Yeah, he was making progress. And I think everything that's happened at, on this night is totally regret. He's regressed. Well, because yeah. like at the end, the mother's totally holding like. him and saying, like, I love you. You're the yeah. best boy. I don't want anybody but you. And so like he thinks he's gotten her love. But then she calls him Terry. Yeah, she she and, the right... and he realizes that none of that was really meant for yeah. him. It was all meant for Todd. I mean, for Terry. Yeah. And then when he con- when he confesses that she that he's Todd, she kills herself. She would rather kill herself than like love him. Yep. And that is really fucking sad. That, that's where it went really really dark, you know. And then you hear the sirens in the background, and it was just like, oh man, this this went from kind of fun to. What the fuck is going on here? But I wish they had a little more backstory. They didn't have to like get into graphic detail of what happened between. No, but a little t- like touching on the dad or the, just the relationship we had maybe with the dad previously or something. Or I don't know. Like, because I guess we just we fill in the blanks ourselves. Like, obviously, something was going on early on because Terry's killing people and he's only like 10 years old. Yeah. So. Well, right. so like in Christmas Evil, I feel like we're given just enough for that to make sense. Like yeah. he's traumatized by the sight of his mom, like fooling around with Santa Claus, who he doesn't realize is his dad. Right. And so he has these like this like fucked up idea of yeah, Santa and, and Christmas night, and like, to understand oh, why my mom. Up too. Yeah. And so like there, I know that's the ultimate trigger. And so we can understand why, you know, when they observe sexual behavior, it like sets them off and blah, blah, blah. And they have these fucked up ideas about Christmas. And so here we have the same like effects, but we don't know the root cause. Yeah, so. right. which why is why it could be flushed out a little bit yes. more. But I yeah. I thought the the boyfriend fiance Brad was actually a good dude. Yeah, he was he's very helpful. He didn't seem like he was, <clears throat> you know, he's insisting a on guy. He's a business owner. He drinks uh, Paps Blue Ribbon. He was nice enough to her. You know, when uh, she, he's like, you've been on your feet all day. Let me finish up here and whatever. He was a little pushy in the bedroom, but, you know, dudes can be that way. Like, sometimes we don't read the situation properly. Like, your lady's dealing with something, bro. Like, sex is not on her mind right now. Right. Like, seriously. But, um, <laughs> like, seriously. Like, seriously. Yeah. Like, <laughs> and this is this is a weird movie. It's like, this movie is one of those, it's kind of like Rock and Roll Nightmare, where, like, there's a lot of horny women in this movie. 
and yes. dudes that just don't want to have sex. Like, no, I'm so playing many women video begging game. for sex. Yeah. Yeah. Or the other guy wants he'd rather he's so nervous. He'd rather read the liqueur bottles than fucking <laughs> know that this woman wants you right now. bro. <laughs> and even Terry, who's driven by sexual acts or something like that is his his like catalyst, it seems. But even him, he's not sexually driven. He doesn't want sex. Like when when. Yeah, I think he one chick. This... Yeah, a version. I think he has this it. like moral. Yeah, there's like more. But then he does have sex with his girlfriend later, and I'm like, it feels like that does shouldn't he? happen. No, does yeah. he really? No, he doesn't. Does he? He's making out with. I her. thought it showed them like. Oh, I, I thought it showed thing. like the after effects. Like they were I on the couch. That, I assumed that they had done it, and then they were like, done. Okay, no, no, I guess yeah. Not. So there's okay, a scene mind. where like she comes on to him, and he's just like, oh, let's see what's on the tube, and he yeah. totally like pushes it away. Well, that and was the, the other girl. That wasn't Karen. Yeah, no, yeah, I know. The, the, but and, the like, you can tell he's girl. attracted he's to like, her. He's like, what are you when doing? He first, when he first meets her, he's like, oh, you could see he's like, I mean, her nipples were hanging out through a t-shirt. So, but you could see he was like, oh, wow, what's going on? So something triggered in him, right? But yeah. Talk about the 80s the chance, trope, man. She was not wearing a bra. And like when she first got jogging. watching the football game, she was bouncing up and down. It's like, hey, guys, how you doing? Mm. How'd that make you uh. feel, John? Made me feel like a kid again. Did you go out and kill anybody after watching this movie? <laughs> Maybe. Uh oh, I'm starting to John, understand John's aversion to sexual. Actually, I liked it in this movie because it wasn't. I mean, it wasn't bad. It made sense. The places that they do it don't like Fine. getting butt ass naked in the car at the drive-in. Okay, like people have sex at the drive-in. Having yeah. sex butt ass naked on the community pool, the diving board, that seems weird too. Like there are better places. That was to very do it. odd because they yeah. were on the tennis court, and the girl goes, "I have an idea," and they're just yeah, they're they're naked sitting on the diving board in the pool house. Yeah, having making sweet sweet love. <laughs> and then Terry comes in and goes, "Stop that!" Yeah, and he just totally lobs that one dude, and then slices her face. And I like how he stashes all the bodies. He did have a funny line because uh, he stuffed them in the uh, sauna. He's mm -hmm. like, oh, sorry. Yeah, and then he takes a piss while he's looking for <laughs> Karen. Karen. That just yeah. seems odd to me. But then again, he's an funny. odd dude. Yeah. That was very funny to me. Like when he finally revealed himself as the killer and is just like walking around with like a machete or whatever, he has like that funny line, like, oh, sorry, I didn't mean to interrupt. And he suddenly gets very casual. Like he's kind when of he strolling. Arm off, uh, hand off. Well, just everything he he just like he's he doesn't look like he's rushing after anybody no. and he's just kind of strolling and then when he sort of comes into a, a frame he's like hi oh hey guys yeah, <laughs> yeah he's just like hi very calm and well, he like, smokes ah! a joint with that one dude yeah even Ooh. even his walk was hilarious because it was it's very almost... slow motion just acting cool walk yeah it's almost yeah. like he doesn't believe that he's the killer like he in his <laughs> mind he knows he thinks todd's the killer and so he's like, oh, I'm not the killer, you know, oh, oh, like, oh, what is this on my hand? It's a machete. Oh, wait, that's not cranberry sauce on it. What the hell's going on here? Like, it's almost like he See, believes that shit. Yeah. Even the way he delivers the line, you know, and, and we've seen a lot of movies and I'm sorry to keep bringing up like holiday movies where we get these famous wow. lines like like Billy, you know, being this, elder, <laughs> you know, the, or um, uh, what's his name from uh, Silent Night, Deadly Night 2, <laughs> you know, overacting his yeah. delivery of that line even uh, the three times that he says it in the movie you know it's not cranberry so very calm he licks it the first time yeah he does yeah. but but he's very calm about it he's not acting like a psycho he's like that's not 
cranberry sauce. Yeah, he almost says it with like a little touch of like amusement or something. Yeah. I don't know. There's like a Weird. lightheartedness to his delivery. It's kind I mean, of and, it, and it's such odd. a memorable line. Uh, I promise you guys that is not going to be our measure of uh, how much we uh, like. I, was hoping it was. I promise you it's not going to be not cranberry sauce. sauce. Yeah, I think it, I think it's been overused a lot. So I'm gonna okay. I'm gonna pass on that. I got another one, another idea. Um, okay. Can we talk real quick, Jackie and Doctor Berman when they show up? It that's like you have an escaped uh, mental patient, and what you do is you you come here with an orderly and a doctor to and a look gun. around an apartment complex and a, a tranquilizer gun, and you're just so unprofessional. Like you didn't call the cops or bring any security from like the guys, the men in white didn't come in to take them back, you know, in the paddy wagon or nothing like that. Like it just no, seems I, odd to me. And this dude's like, he's going to shoot anybody that opens the door with the trank gun. And then later he's like, oh, I got some goodies. And he pulls out his joint, which is fine. Whatever you smoke. Like she told me to relax. So yeah, I'm yeah. relaxing. Like, but I do what? love that you are scene on where the he clock, shares man. it with Terry and Terry's smoking away on the doobie. As he walks away. Just, kills him and i do like the gore effects of the kill too like the machete it's a pretty cool kill yeah my two points of that was i mean those two were there to be red shirts you know obviously they're there to get killed that they're there for the gore the other thing is the gore is fun it is i agree it's it's very unique it's it's okay use a machete but okay that's a little tropey within itself you know but cutting a person in half with a machete um you know, hanging ahead. Yeah, but in 1983, it's not super tropey yet. Yeah, that's, that's true. true. That's true. Um, but the hanging the, of the head with the Christmas lights. Yeah, in that was fun. Front of the door and ringing the bell, splitting Brad's was, head down the middle. Yes, that was good. And the blood just spurting out, and, and yeah. that was like, like chef's kiss right there. His brain looked like cauliflower when you yeah, finally saw really, like split up. It looked like a big chunk of cauliflower. Yeah, yeah. Where Brad? Probably yeah, somebody's Brad leftover lunch. Um, and maybe with stuffing. Yeah, the hand kill was was, or the hand slice was pretty. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Was still holding the beer, awesome. and then it like lets the beer go and is wiggling a little bit. Yeah. But yeah, I, I like the uh, I like the gore. You could tell like some of it's like, you know, it doesn't it doesn't hold up a hundred percent, but it looks good and it's like zaniness, you know, like how yeah. zany it is, like how far they tried to go, like the doctor being cut in half. We didn't see the actual kill. Right. For some reason, she just doesn't run at all. She sees a man with a bloody machete coming towards her. She just goes, and she has the gun oh. in her hand. Yeah, yeah. Is she She's wearing high heels though? Like maybe. Yes. Yeah. Of... So, I mean, it was a low heel, but it was still a heel. But then we um, see her like after the fact, cut in half and she's like screaming in pain which i, I do mean like. it, it reminded me of the scarecrow in the wizard of oz where you it see does. like half of his body over here and his leg and she's like over first they took first they took my arms out and you threw them which, over there which by the but way then, i thought the director did a good job at like winking at the camera of when todd finds the doctor and tries to push him back together yeah like here yeah. you go it made me <laughs> oh laugh like i'm so, helping yeah, and he's kind of like winking at the camera just going why? I mean, Todd's like a nice guy, though. Like when he when the little girl's about to stumble upon that murder scene, he's like, that was a great scene. Somebody's out here. You need to go home. Lock yeah, the she... door. Don't let anybody in. And we see her later. She won't let Karen in. Right. And she's like, no, you're going to hurt my kitty. I like that impression. Hydra yeah. What were you saying, John? I-, I was just saying, like, like he finds the gun. Todd finds the gun that the doctor had. And puts which it in has pocket. nothing. She's that little girl and just says. You need to go inside. It was very calm to her. Yeah. Yeah. I think that I, I think that was a good moment because it illustrates something about Todd's character that he's like actually a kind and caring person and tries to warn this little girl and protect her. Yeah. 
And then, but then it also functions really well as a plot point later when um, Karen is trying to seek refuge and she knocks on that door and the little girl's like, no, they, he told me not to let anybody yeah. in. So she's fucked. Mm-hmm. Even so when I thought Todd that was a great Karen. Like, he's like, oh, it's me, Todd. Like, <laughs> then he gets a little weird. Like, oh, I've never kissed a girl before. But he's not, he's not developed. Like, you know, yeah. in that it's social, like, like mental. Yeah, exactly. Like the yeah. doctor even says that. He's stunted in that way. Um, well, and there was never... a really good scene. It was a small scene where he goes into Terry's room and he's looking at all the trophies and stuff like that. The one thing he picks up is a baseball mitt. Yeah. And it was just like he looks at it. And, I thought that and was that's a good the scene. part where they should have cut to a flashback of him like playing. Yeah, ball exactly. Yeah. Where they should have flushed yeah. this out just a little bit more of what happened between them or, or, or the family yeah. dynamic of. I'm trying to understand this. Of he's playing with dad, and then mom's like, "Hey, Terry, I need to, I need to see you for a moment in the house." Is it Oedipus or Oedipus? Uh, Oedipus. Oedipus. So it's it's that's the Terry and the mom's relationship, right? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. So that the Oedipal complex is when the young boy wants to like marry slash have sex with his mother and wants to kill his father. Right. Like he he sees his father as a rival and wants to eliminate him. So that's who terry is yeah that's, so that could have been that could have been a great that so you guys are right that would have been a, a good way to flesh out that family dynamic is to see you know something earlier with with the dad yeah maybe terry views him as like yeah he sees him with mom and he sees it as like oh like she's mine well, yeah, I, 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 th- I think you brought it up first when, when we were talking about the scene of the the uh thanksgiving scene of that's where his yeah, blood, blood rage. Happens, and the announcement right? of the engagement comes. That's where mm-hmm. he's because he's been normal since then. Right. He mm-hmm. went to, he's going to college for his first year. He's back home for the holiday and, you know, he finished high school and everything. So obviously he hasn't murdered anybody that we know of in between that. Mm-hmm. So. And and that for a movie about Thanksgiving and cran- there, I didn't see any. Did you see any cranberry sauce like on the fucking table at all? I didn't, but I wasn't looking for it. So yeah, neither was I, but back. I just. I saw well, the I spread Terry, for a moment when she's like, eat the other things because the turkey's being carved. So yeah. I think yeah. Terry said it enough, so we didn't need to see any yeah. sauce. Maybe <laughs> that's why he was so consumed about it because there was, there was none on the table. <laughs> that's all he could I think about. That's why he kept tasting it. Yeah, he's like, oh, that's Is this cranberry sauce? He was looking yeah. for it all night. He's like, there was none on the table. Is that cranberry no, sauce? That's why he went on it's his killing spree. He thought he was going to find cranberry sauce. Yeah, cranberry sauce. He thought maybe that can of beer was a can of cranberry sauce. <laughs> and I, I, I wanted to see him like cry a little bit. Not oh. <laughs> <laughs> so i do think uh, you know in a moment where the acting is like very subpar for the most part i oh god i think i, I think mark what's soper mm-hmm. i thought oh, he did a Terry decent Todd? enough job as playing the two brothers like there's some actual fucking awesome there's movie. a dynamic between them they're different like when you see them on screen like they, other than the hair just his mannerisms yeah. as todd are very different and subdued compared to Terry sort of like you said his little walk and like the way you know Todd keeps his head down a little bit and yeah I just wish Terry hadn't fucking changed shirt so many times yeah it was very confusing for a first-time viewer you know what a big uh a big scene for me where the mom goes like like she's in love with her son as much as it grosses me out is that she finds she's cleaning up and she finds the bloody shirt in there Mm mm-hmm and looks at it and throws it back down. She does the slowest realization I've ever seen where she throws something out and then slowly starts looking back at 
the garbage. Like, did I just see what I, I mean, granted? She's on like a bike and fucking 10 glasses of wine by that point. But that's true. She's like in slow mo. I, I, I actually went to check the speed on my on Tubi. I was like, did I just slow it down? By <laughs> oh, that's like, oh, my God. Did that's I just great. see what I think I saw? And then she goes into the trash and pulls. Then as she pulls it out, she pulls it out very slowly also. So you should see Heidelberg's face. Shirt, He's completely right? reenacting this whole moment. It's, it's very it's entertaining. He's not exaggerating. He is not exaggerating. Yeah, how slow motion. Are you guys well, padding for length, or what are you doing here? What would have made it better <laughs> if she threw it down and said, "Garbage day"? Oh my god, I would have liked if she tested out what was on the shirt and she. Goes, yeah, she had tasted That's it. It's not cranberry <gasps> sauce. Yes, <laughs> that would oh, have been so. Bad. What sauce. a missed opportunity! God damn it! It's so cranberry sauce. Damn what one criticism of this movie that I have is that I feel like there are too many characters with their own storylines going yeah. on, and so as a result, the whole movie feels very choppy because it has it's to like love jump. triangles going on. Yeah, so there's like the mom with the baby who's on a date trying to get the rich daddy. There's the mother who can't cope with this idea of it having been the wrong son all the time but she's not really given anything to do she's just like kind of rattling around in the apartment like getting more and more hysterical and more and more drunk and trying to like you know binge clean her apartment but that's like all she really has to do you have brad who gets killed you have all the friends right away too. who are doing different things uh there's terry running around there's todd running around there's the girlfriend there's the slutty new girl it's just like a lot of people. And so the, but the movies, tr- like the story is trying to give each one of these people their own like little arc. And it's just, it's too much. And so it feels like it's just cutting from person to person to person to person to person. Yeah. I, I and I feel the same way, Jacqueline. I, I don't think they flushed out the right characters. I think they, they, you know, you could have given a little bit of a backstory of this person to this person, but you know, having a more of an understanding of the 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 relationship between mom, Terry, and Todd would have helped the movie. I mean, it would kind of just yeah. made that kind of gel together a little bit better. But you're absolutely yeah. right. I think, yeah, you you learn a little too much about these people. Yeah, yeah like we don't that. need the we don't need the mom with the baby. I just no, don't keep think that. That's yeah, necessary. cut her. Yeah, um, I feel like it could have just been like the small friend group and mm-hmm. the mom. I feel like the those could have just then, been. Yeah. The main characters and that oh and then there's the doctor and the orderly and there, there's just too many characters and get um, todd we could have got more doctor orderly stuff in the actual asylum like we could have seen a little bit more of that yeah. maybe yeah but they didn't need to come there and then have their own they thing didn't do anything. He's smoking pot and then she's in the woods and it's just we don't need it they serve they serve no purpose really i mean there's a reason why most teen slashers it's like there's a friend group and they get picked off one by one because mm-hmm. it's like a compact thing where like the action can all take place among this little group of people and it doesn't really have to go a lot of places um but he it's like you know i i think the mom was an essential character and we needed her for like the psychological like background of the the character the the the, the two boys i mean um but it's like maybe one of the friends figure something out and goes and runs and hides in the apartment with the mom and you yeah know, somebody's trying to get in that door or something so maybe there's two locations like most of the friends are over here but then maybe somebody's with the mom i don't know but like it did not need to be like that should have been the maximum like two like two little groups yeah. and get todd on the scene earlier Mm-hmm. And then have him maybe have an interaction with his mother at some point earlier than, you know, other than, you know, she was drunk and he puts her to bed. 
Right. And then yeah, she but gets she was wet. like not even aware. It's on the it's on the lip. And kisses him like like. Yeah. Well, she thinks she, she thinks it's grossly. Terry. Yeah. I, I was thinking about something at the beginning when she goes to the the school, uh, the asylum, and <clears throat> like Todd was saying, "I just want to get out of here. I know what's going on. I'm not a killer." But yeah. The fucked up eighty yard voiceover just kind of like drowned out what he what he was actually saying he he was saying i want to get out of here and he was just getting so frustrated and balling up the uh pumpkin pie sorry yeah he pleads to his mother too like gets on his knees to be able to hear that conversation maybe would have been a little more effective you kind of get the gist of what he was saying but if they kind of you know it's like listen mom you don't understand i you know and, and she says something back to him of like no you're sick or something like that i don't know yeah and if there was a little bit more sympathy they could have pulled on a little bit for his character i'm not saying there's none but i think it could have helped to give us a little bit more because he is a very sympathetic character like well you get all that at the very end you know yeah you get it at the very end that's what i'm saying pushing his face up in the wall just crying and saying you know i'm i'm todd i'm not Terry. you know you guys just kind of crystallized something for me that i hadn't really like put together before which is like the way she treats him is so inconsistent because when she visits him in the institution, she seems caring towards him. Like she cared to make him a little pie and all that. Mm-hmm. But once he's out, then she's very disturbed by, by the fact that he's escaped. And at the end, she like, you know, as we've already talked about, she killed herself rather than like, yeah. Offer him love. So like, she like it's lives like she in can a bubble. Only, yeah. It's like, she can only love him or accept him if he's safely yeah. locked Having up. Because outside of that, that, that messes with her, like the, yeah. this world that she's created for herself. Well, this and perfect. Also it's makes, really fucked up. At the end, it, it seems like she hates him. And it, yeah, yeah. It makes it sadder. Well, she hates herself she hates, for killing Terry. Yeah. She hates him. But then doesn't she realize that Terry's been the one that's been killing everybody? She's not willing to, she's never going to like come to grips with that. Total denial. Cause that, that would, would be that would say that to know if she, if she realized it and, you know, kind of, Put it out Her there. Behavior like, towards these care. boys is like the reason. It's the catalyst for why they they are the way they are. Both of them in their own way. So, yeah, I feel like it's kind of a classic textbook thing of like showing favoritism towards one child over the other, and like yeah. the favored child is like really spoiled and kind of like thinks they can do whatever they want and get away with it, and then the other child is like self loathing, and you know that can manifest in different ways. And this movie is so much more psychological than I thought. She sort of reminded me of like a motherly character that you might see in say like a Rob Zombie film. Oh god damn well it. Done. You well totally done. got it. Nice well one. Nice yeah. one. Dang. Rob Zombie. But no, I, you're right though. There are like that's one of the <laughs> things I actually like about this film and it. I don't know, some of it gets lost in the the zany, you know, gore and and one, you know, these like stupid lines, but there the film does have something to say also. It's not by happenstance that there happens to be this story about a mother and her kids that are psychologically scarred like that is a main part of the story i just w- i think it's more of an interesting part of the story that if they had delved into that this could have been more than just a b-movie you know fun with your friends kind of film because i think i watched it alone we all watched it alone right like had we watched this together that's where i feel like this film really shines is in a group setting too yeah so. I, th- I think it's be- better watched in a group for sure yeah, this yeah. is not an Academy Award winner. I mean, I think there's there are a lot of problems with this movie, but I mean, as far as enjoyment, I, I costume I think design even, maybe even if you do what the costume design maybe that could get a nomination. Sleeveless shirts and like the shorty shorts, like where your nuts the, are hanging the, out of them. Just the come on down time. to Florida. Oh. That's how we all dress here all the time. You wear those Adidas shorts where like 
your balls are hanging out below your waist <laughs> is hanging out of them. <laughs> all right <sighs> i'm coming to florida let's go yep come on down let's go to a walmart you will feast your eyes oh yeah i've seen those pictures <laughs> i've seen that website yeah <laughs> they're oh. all true all right well uh yes. Sounds like it's about time to wrap this one up. Are you guys ready to give your ratings? I'm ready. All right, all right, John. I can't wait to hear the yes, your unit of measurement. Okay, uh, we didn't talk about it at length, but the acting in this movie is pretty piss poor. Uh, I really, really did like uh, the actor that portrayed T Todd Terry. Did a bang up job. Did a really, really good job. Uh, Hydraberg, you brought it up. His mannerisms were completely different. You could tell it was two different people or two different characters. And that was great. I thought it was awesome. Um, I did mention I did have a love-hate relationship with the character of the mom. The actress did chef's kiss job. I mean, just, just grieving for some reason. If it would have been flushed out a little bit more, I think I would have gotten more enjoyment out of that. But at times, I felt very annoyed by her. I'm just like, shut up. You know, what, what, what do you, you're not that dumb. You're, you're an intelligent human being. Go three doors down to go see your boyfriend slash fiance. He's right there. You don't have to keep calling the operator. I get it. If, if, if you feel something's wrong, call the operator, get the cops over there, do something. Um, I thought the other characters were just red shirts. The the throwaway characters. I mean, they, they, I had fun with them. I, I, I thought there was, some decent stories going on there. Uh, the gore was good. I, I thought for being made in 1983, four around that area, mm -hmm. actually looked really good. It was, uh, it was fun. It was innovative. You know, my favorite was, was the head that was strung up by Christmas lights right outside the door. And that was great. Um, and it's just, if we could have got a little more backstory to the family, this movie would be, an absolute gem. I mean, I, I I think it would rank up there with, you know, our favorites: Nightmare, uh, Friday the Thirteenth, Halloween, stuff like that. I think it could have. It just mm -hmm. didn't reach its potential, but it's fun as fuck. This movie is so much fun, especially this time of year around Thanksgiving time. So I'm going to give this a seven point five out of ten. Hold my beer. Hold my beer. <laughs> We'll call back to the guy getting his hand cut off with the beer in the hand. Yeah. All right. Awesome. 7.5 out of 10. Hold my beers from John. Hydraberg, what do you think? Uh, John, hold my beer. I'm about to show you how to do a review. Oh, hey. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. That was actually really good, insightful review, John. Um, so I agree with John on some of those, some of those takes, actually. I think there is some great gore in this film. Uh, I do think it's a pretty cool premise. I think there's a lot that is pretty well done in this film. I think some of it could have been done better. Like the stuff that I really do like, I wish there was more of it. Mm -hmm. uh, I just, there's some interesting subject matter with the mother and her son's relationship. Like that is as, as icky as it feels, it's interesting. Like it's good to see something that like the guy's not just on a blood rage for no fucking reason. I just wish we saw why, like, I, I kind of wish we saw more why the mother was able to do that to her kids. Like, what what caused her to be like that? You know what I mean? Uh, some glimpses into the past relationship with the dad, maybe, or something. Just could have helped flesh that out a little bit better. Uh, I do like the single location setting. I'm a sucker for those when done properly. And I thought 
they did a pretty decent job with their budget as far as like it's just a, a fucking complex and i believe the the nature walk is is from a college nearby or something like that yeah, i think it's where, university university of north florida which is yeah which is where throw. bob went or the straight chilling guys went i think maybe they did yeah i yeah. think they did yeah um so and i i so i think terry and todd are dynamic enough also like the acting uh, by the actor who plays them, I thought he did a pretty decent job as far as the acting goes. I feel like that's one of the standouts. The mom's acting also, I don't know, it's sort of a standout and a negative at the same time. It's like she's giving a a performance of a woman who's unhinged. Like she's on the phone for, an, it seems like an hour at least with the fucking operator. And the operator's like, what did you want? Like, because she's just telling the story about her kids. The operator's like, did you did you have a number to me, for me to dial for <laughs> Yeah. I kind of dig that poor um, operator. I also think there's a pretty good score. It's like, you know, it's a Casio synth score, but it fits like I just I don't, I'm a sucker for those kind of scores, too. Uh, as far as like cons go, though, like although the story, this is a short film, uh, there's parts of it that are just slow to me and kind of boring. Like you said, the way he kind of just nonchalantly walks around this, the place like there. I would have rather give me more like stuff going on, like besides just him, like, yeah, like with John's doing this chest out, <laughs> sort of like, hey, look at me. Like, there's, I like the scene where he's like walking away, smoking the joint, and he just keeps puffing it while he walks away. Like, but there's just some scenes that linger a little long, or like, I don't know. And it's a short film, and the things that I really do like, I wish were fleshed out more. So sometimes I'm just like, ah, just speed it up here and get to the good stuff. Uh, I definitely felt it more this time. Uh, the acting, it's not good for the majority of the roles. They're just not that good. Um, I've seen worse, though. So uh, the mother. Yeah, the mother, John. Um, we've reviewed worse movies since then, John. I think you can start talking about poultry guys for now on or allegory. Allegoria. Yeah. Um, the mother. She's just really fucking annoying. Like she is. And I feel for her in a little bit. But at the same time, like you kissing your sons on the mouth, like you're obsessed with one son, like something's wrong. You know, and you sh- you should get that checked out. But <laughs> um, yeah, so she's just sort of annoying because you're just sort of like 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 you said, like walk up the fucking road two blocks or whatever to your boyfriend's apartment and and ask him for help. Call the cops. Do something. You just sat there. You took a shower. You cleaned the stove. Like hello. You ate green <laughs> beans some, with your hands. Some le- yeah, eat some green beans with your hands, and you pulled the shirt out in super slow mo. But other than that, you didn't fucking do anything. So yeah. With oh, that said, I'm going to give Blood Rage from 1987 or 1983, whatever you want to call it. Uh, I'm going to give it a 4.5 out of 10. Hold my beers. Okay. Hold my beer. That's fair. I like that. Totally beer. fair. Jacqueline, All right, so just about- under that halfway line. Okay. That's why I couldn't give it a fuck. So I don't know. Yeah. Yeah. That's okay. I think if I watched this with you guys and we had a good old laugh, like I probably would have given it maybe a 5.5. Yeah. yeah. But there's a I'm lot of fun with it, too. I would love to do it like Understood. watch along with you guys, you know, and invite people that like the podcast to join us and we all watch Sounds along. Like a great yeah. idea to me. I think so. Maybe next That's year we'll cranberry do cranberry sauce with the job. Oh, fuck that. That's like the only natural choice. Bakery. Oh, yeah. There you go. Or like a cranberry martini. How about Ooh. you? We'll, we'll ask Bob to come up with a recipe for us. Oh, there we go. Yeah. We can do shots every time somebody says cranberry sauce. Oh, God. Oh, my God. <laughs> oh, Lordy. All right, Jacqueline, uh, how are you feeling about Blood Rage? I mean, I I have to say, so this was my first time watching it, and I have to say I enjoyed the shit out of this movie. I really had a fun time with it. Um, I recognize all the the problems that you guys already highlighted. 
One problem that you pointed out that just really wasn't a problem for me was the bad acting. Like, I recognize it, I see it, but for some reason, it just, it, it makes the movie feel more charming to me. Um, I don't know what the budget for this movie was, but I feel it must have been quite low. Um, and I just kind of feel like these are people trying to put a movie together and they're just like doing the best they can and they're they're just like doing what it takes to to get their movie done and um you know these these probably were not people who ended up doing like having like big acting careers <laughs> the rest of their lives for the most part um maybe the mom and maybe the twin boys maybe that those actors did some other stuff but they seemed um, very very seasoned they seemed more yeah more professional and the others just kind of seemed like maybe they were friends or people that the producers knew or something like that but um the I don't know. When it comes to just like a fun 80s slasher, I honestly do not mind if the acting is bad in a way it it almost makes it more entertaining for me. Just like it's like a little amusing thing that I can that I can watch and enjoy. Um it just it doesn't bother me. I do agree with the storytelling. That's always my biggest complaint is when there are problems with storytelling. Like I can forgive bad acting, but when there are like major plot holes or things don't add up or the pacing is bad, that is more serious. That's like a more serious complaint for me. So there is some of that. I totally agree with everything you guys said about wanting certain aspects of the story to be like brought up more into the narrative. And then other things that we could have kind of lost that I think were sort of like, like we could have trimmed the fat with some of these, some of these narrative points. Cause you know, like I said before, it feels very choppy because there's just like too much going on. Yeah. Like more incest, less tennis, right? <laughs> yeah, exactly. Exactly. We didn't need all that. No, like the, fr the friend stuff is fine. We just, yeah. I don't think we needed like the, now that being said, what I think does mitigate those things is that, I, like John pointed out, I think the gore in this movie is fantastic. I love the the gore effects. Me too. And my my favorite one is the doctor who gets torn in half or like cut in half in the woods. Yeah. I thought that was I wasn't expecting it. And when it like, you know, snaps in on that shot of her like writhing around, like her top half kind of writhing around. I was like, oh, shit. It's, <laughs> I just I wasn't expecting it, but it delighted me. So, um. Yeah, so even even though some of those characters I think were extraneous, their their gory deaths kind of made up for it a little bit. Um, I would definitely watch this again. I thought it was a a, a super fun watch. Um, I definitely want to like make other people watch this with me from now. I'm like, oh, we gotta watch Blood Rage. Um, it gets points from me for being set and made in Jacksonville, which is where I live, so that's pretty rad. Um. I, I just, I, it feels like people were putting their hearts into making this movie and like putting it together on, on like a shoestring budget. So uh, I, I really liked it. It definitely fucks. I'm going to give it se seven out of 10. Hold my beers. Well done. Yep. All fair so, scores. Yeah. I it's think so. what you're liking. You know, the, the things that really catch your fancy as far I think as. It's... What are you saying? I was just saying, whatever catches, catches your fancy when it comes to a horror movie, you know, it could be yeah. one end of the spectrum to the other. So I think well, part of it. Sorry, go ahead, Hydra. No, uh, I think just part of it's like, like we said, like the pacing uh, is one thing that I just noticed this, this watch where I've, I was alone watching it, taking notes, and it just felt a little bit slow. 
in certain parts and there's certain things that just like uh, my watch of it wasn't as enjoyable but there were certain things that i just i did think were fun and interesting i think i don't mind bad acting but i when there's better lines uh, some of the lines in this film just aren't as good i think Mm -hmm. there's some movies that have really bad acting but for some reason the lines are really funny so like the writing's pretty good even though the person delivering it's not it's like a Mm -hmm. i don't know a weird mix so it, it boosts it up a little bit if yeah. the writing is good yeah um i agree so that's the interesting thing i think is about some of our scores sometimes is that we can have the exact same observations about a movie but then have very different scores and i think that just comes down to like how much each of these elements bothers us yeah and how, how important it is in our like enjoyment of the film I forgot how funny that scene was at the beginning when the woman's running out of the car, butt naked, just screaming, <laughs> you know, up this grassy hill, you know, while the movie's playing. And I, it popped me really good. I was, I thought it was hilarious. Yeah. I think this movie has some clever and creative little touches. I do. Like, I think, you know, Heidelberg, you talked about that, just the premise being good. I, I agree with that. But then little touches like the naked woman just running away, yeah. with, like the blood on the popcorn and, I, I do like there's that. There's little things. There's little Blood things spread on the there. popcorn. Yeah. John, maybe she was running to Ted Raimi for a refund on the condom she didn't get to use. Well, the guy, the guy got the ones that were had the pins through them. Yeah, yeah. So. but that was the guy she was yeah. having sex with. So, yeah. Uh-oh. Yeah. Uh oh. Well, you guys want to hear just a wee bit of trivia about this? There's got to be a ton. This was made back in '83, right? I, I, I actually don't have a ton. Oh well. But I do have a few good ones. Okay. It was cranberry sauce. Is that it? One? Was. Yeah, that's what that's what they used in filming. No, I don't know. I just made that up. But uh, to, let's let's clear up the title issue. Okay. okay. So the film was released theatrically under the title "Nightmare at Shadow Woods." Okay. That's a cool name. Okay. But it was subsequently released on home video under the title "Blood Rage." Um. The let's see. The film's working title before they settled on uh, Nightmare at Shadow Woods while they were making, they called it Complex, which that's interesting. That's a choice. Mm. Um, But then it got retitled Slasher at some point. And so that's why the title cards say Slasher. But then when it finally got released, they called it Nightmare at Shadow Woods. And then later home video, it was Blood Race. So there's four titles for this movie. That's not only a good sign for a film. Yeah, that's not true. usually. No. Oh, so it says us- Blood Rage on Tubi on the cover, but you're saying when you watch the film, it. Yeah, on the title card. It yeah, says the title slasher. card, like when the credits are running, it says yeah. slasher. Damn, I, I yeah. guess I didn't notice that. Yeah, um, yeah. Anybody who lives in the Jacksonville area, the nature trails that the doctor goes down, those are on the University of North Florida campus, and then the apartment complex where they filmed what is located in. It just says in West Jacksonville. I don't know specifically where, but. Is it still there? Somewhere in West. I, I don't know. Which building? The apartment <laughs> complex? Yeah. yeah. Yeah, the apartment complex. I know the Institute is that building's there, right? I think I don't have info on that. I think I saw um I think Bob sent us a picture of it not too long ago. Um he oh, was really? like traveling here and he and he put a picture in the Slack, I believe, of that building. Oh. It looks a little different, but you could it's still, you know, structured basically the same. Can I, I have give not you been very present site? on the Slack? A historical site from a movie completely off topic yes What's that? i've been to the bar that they filmed top gun in twice in downtown san diego where oh, they sing great balls of fire yeah i've had you lost that twice. loving feeling 
Did, did that when what, did I have anything to do when you were you were in the Navy, right? Or the Air Force? I, I was Air Force. Yeah, I was oh, in okay. Phoenix, but like they filmed Top Gun in '85, so I would have been what nine. Okay. So, what were you doing in a bar when you were nine? No, no, no. As his mom brought him there. Age as I became of age. Oh, okay. I've been there. I've been down there twice to enjoy a beer. Gotcha. They filmed Top Gun. Great That's balls of fire. Scene. Yep. Okay. Right. That is pretty rad. You've been there twice. Uh-huh. Yeah, me and my brother, like, like he, he has a junk uh, removal business, so we'd go down there and have a beer after we were done with work. The the world-famous Paul? The one who created our... World-famous Paul. Nice. SD oh, Trump just so Pope. you guys know, I, I, I recently made a couple Black Friday purchases, uh, physical media, and mm-hmm. Blood Rage is one of them. Oh, I nice. Like that. It was on did sale. you get the multi-disc release from Arrow? I, I did get the Arrow version, yes. Awesome. It doesn't have the slip or anything like that because those slips you have to get when they first come out. Yeah. I also ordered on eBay Zombievers. It's in the mail. It's coming. Ooh. Yes. <laughs> DVD. Well done. I know, Blu-ray. Oh. So Blu-ray. oh, okay, good. I was like, that's going to oh, send you into no, a blood rage order. to get a piss poor quality DVD. I got a couple other movies, but those two, I felt like they're... Jacqueline, at the end of the... At- the end of every show we got to like what what's on hydroberg shelf you know this week yeah what's yeah, well, we're gonna, gonna have to do like a let's get physical yeah, media i'm gonna make i'm gonna make a uh shelf i think specifically now that i have enough movies that we've covered i'm gonna start i think when i categorize them i think i'm just yeah, gonna yeah. make one area just for the movies that we've covered yeah and you should organize them chronologically in the order that we covered them that's a good idea actually yeah. that's a great it'll idea. bother my ocd but it'll be fine i'll be fine <laughs> We'll, well find out each and every week what Hydraberg picked up this week. <laughs> yeah, no, seriously, I do like hearing about that, what you get. Yeah. But, fellas, that is pretty much all the interesting trivia. A lot of the stuff I had was already kind of sprinkled throughout, and Hydraberg had some of that stuff ready for us. So that's about it. On yeah, I'm, I'm so Rage. glad we covered this one. Me too. I'm yeah, so glad I got to watch it. Yeah. This is, this um, is a lot of fun. I mean, a great way to wrap up Thanksgiving year or uh, season. I'm glad that we covered it this year instead of our first Thanksgiving. You know, I feel yeah. like Thanksgiving was a good warm up, yep. you know, because, you know, that, yeah. that's a very heady film. Like we really need to dissect yeah. Thanksgiving or carve it up, if you will. Carve it up. But um, I just feel like some of these films are better suited when we're we're better at our jobs. Right. And like, I feel mm-hmm. like now in year two, this is a good film to cover now. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. I agree. So Jacqueline, well, um, let's see here. So, uh, Halloween's over. Uh, mm-hmm. Thanksgiving's over. It's time to jump into holiday horror month. Oh, Your yeah. Pick. Yep. I'm what kicking us off in December. It, it, it is. Uh, my pick for our first round of the holiday horror month is Black Christmas, a.k.a. Black Xmas from 2006 which can be found for free on i think pluto tv and freebie and on hulu yeah it's it's on i was lots watching of it today on hulu amazon prime it's free on yes. there so yeah there's a bunch um, of places you can get it very easy to find again it's there's like three different versions of this movie this is the 2006 one so that's what oh i thought them. you meant of oh, this specific no right. no no there's three oh, black yeah. christmases this is yeah, the 2006 right. one so make sure you watch the right one and that's my pick to kick off december yeah, there's Black Christmas, Black Xmas, Black Christmas 2, Electric Boogaloo. Oh, my God. Yeah. <laughs> I so should have seen yeah, that cause... coming. I should have seen that coming. 
when I looked this up to watch today, it said Black Christmas, but then like the cover art says Black Xmas. Xmas, yeah. So I couldn't yeah. find it at first because I was searching for Xmas. Yeah. Oh, you're talking about the poster thing that they post up there? Okay. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I'm hey, kind of calling it Black Xmas though, because I like that that kind of differentiates it from the original and then the remake, the newer remakes. So. Yeah. Anyway, so I hope you guys don't hate me for picking that, but I don't know. We'll we'll review it and uh, let's everybody give it a fair shake and. Uh, yeah, last year we did the original Black Christmas, so I thought it would be reasonable to do the next version of it this okay. year. Yeah, I so. like it. Maybe next year we'll do the the 2019 version or whatever it was. Yeah, that's kind of what I thought. You know, yeah, might, might make sense. Jacqueline, will you give us a heads up? Is Billy on this one? <laughs> yeah, is Billy gonna call him? It's me, Billy. Oh, <laughs> uh, Billy. And I think I think a lot of Bella next Miller? next week. Billy Elvis or Billy Presley or Elvis. Yeah, Billy Presley. I Elvis like that. Huh? needs to make a comeback. Uh, that's that's hey, really Billy. why I picked it so that Billy Elvis could Billy oh, Presley could come back. Tis, oh, tis the season, baby. <laughs> honka honka burn on love. Oh lord. So all right. So that's what we're watching. It's free in a lot of places. It should be very easy to find. Yep. So, fellas, I will see you back here next week to talk about Black Xmas from two thousand and six. In the meantime, if anybody out there wants to email us with some thoughts, you can email us at a cut above horror review at gmail.com. You can also follow us on the Twitter at cut above horror. <laughs> you can catch us on Instagram at a cut above one word dot horror underscore review <clears throat> and become our best friend on Facebook. Follow us at a cut above colon horror, horror review. We also want to say a huge, huge, huge thank you to everybody that's reviewed us on iTunes. And on Spotify, keep those bad boys coming in. We're at a 4.6 on iTunes, so let's get that up to 5, but we're still a perfect 5.0 out of 5.0 with our 18 reviews on Instagram. So thank you guys so much. Tell your friends about it, and uh, let's let, let's get our name out there. Appreciate you. Awesome. Well, guys, thanks for talking about Blood Rage, and thank you, um, John, for picking it. I'm so glad that you did. That was a fun one. Thank you, Jacksonville, and thank you for not being <laughs> cranberry sauce. <laughs> I don't know why that tickled me. Uh, all right. Well, fellas, looking forward to Black Christmas with you next week. And keep it cranny. Cranny.